0: What's going on Packer fans? Welcome into another episode of the Pack-A-Day podcast, your daily podcast for Packers news, updates, and everything going on at 1265 Lombardi Avenue in Titletown. This is episode 237. Janelle Mackey and I once again checking in. Janelle, what is going on?
1: Lots of great things. Um, we're going to start off I know this is a football podcast, but I think we both have some hockey plugs we want to actually make. Absolutely. That would kind of explain my raspy voice, so I'm sorry about that in advance. But, uh, yeah, I'm back home in Minnesota right now because my brother, his hockey team, went to state and they won. So congratulations, congratulations to the JGB Chiefs from Centennial and... Yeah, shout out to my brother for that, Jacob Mackey. Very proud. Uh, hits a senior year, so left it all out on the ice. Very proud sister.
0: Fantastic. That's awesome. Uh, JJB, is that a high school? I'm, uh, I'm not familiar with Yeah,
1: it's so Junior Gold. It's like it. uh Youth Hockey Association outside of the high school.
0: Got it. Got it. Got it. High yep, school just hockey. Minnesota
1: things. Yeah.
0: Minnesota hockey is just a different level. I have a friend of mine; his family, they'll go out and like watch Minnesota hockey, like the state championship year year after year, and it's it's insane. Um, so congratulations, to your brother. I saw thank your Snapchat. You. Looked like it was pretty.
1: Yep, it pretty was fun. A, It I was a du- mm-hmm. double overtime, and they double won overtime. it. Yep, they won it on a penalty shot. So that's awesome. It was very won. crazy. I saw I a diamond. I don't think I've ever shaken. Lost. So much I saw in my a life. loss. Yep, you a loss, which is also a big deal. So they played for third, so they didn't have to play him in the championship, which is also a plus.
0: Perfect. Uh, yeah, my uh, speaking of hockey, again, My uh, one of my friends from growing up in elementary school, he actually played for UWSP Pointers. Um, he now coaches for them, and they beat St. Norbert's on Saturday night at the KB Willett Arena in Stevens Point. Some people listening may have been there. Some people listening may actually know what the KB Willett is. Um, but they won 3-0 versus Norberts. So they actually play this Friday night at 7 or 7.30, I believe, again, at the KB Willet. I um, forget who they play, but down in the Frozen Four in the Division III um, college championship. So very cool. Shout out to Tyler Krieger, Coach Krieger, um, holding it down for his alumni and his team right now. But uh, one other thing before we get to the Packers news of the day. Uh, March Madness is upon us. Pack-A-Day Podcast, Captain Andy Herman set up a ESPN Tournament Challenge. Um, You guys can go ahead and find it by typing in Pack-A-Day Podcast. There may be a hyphen in between Pack-A-Day to search it that way. It's a free entry, one entry. Uh, Winner gets $50 to the Packer Pro Shop, Janelle. Janelle, if you were to win it, I don't know if you have an entry, what would you buy with $50 at the Packer Pro Shop? Go.
1: I do have an entry. I put it in today. Uh, okay. I have Kansas winning it, but whoa,
0: I, dark horse! Four I know. Seat. I'm
1: a, I'm a horrible bracket maker. Like, I I don't know much about college basketball. I just kind of like randomly select. Like, oh, here's here's gonna be my upset game. But yeah, I feel like I I pick Kansas a lot just because I don't. I really don't have a reasoning behind it. But if I had yeah. fifty dollars. At the Packer Pro Shop, man. I don't know. I can spend like days in that place. I'd probably so you need
0: like a couple fifty dollar gift cards. Is what you are saying?
1: Yeah, I need to win this tournament a couple times. Actually, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I filled out a I filled out one last night. picked Duke, and then I am in the in the Pack a Day one. Uh, I got a couple good upsets in there. I am pretty pretty pumped about. Uh, but I'll end up filling out a couple maybe dozen two dozen by the end of th- before thursday starts just because it's like i always like to have like a paper copy of one that i feel mm-hmm. like and then it's like all the espn ones i'll do and then like i have one through work i just set up for five bucks that i got some people involved in so i like the one it's cool when you set them up especially a paper one because you can like look at everyone's entries and then the day before be like oh okay 90 percent of people have duke i'm gonna kind of pivot and go the other way and you know pick like UNC or something. But um enough of the March uh hockey and basketball. A lot of news today going on with our Packers. Uh Janelle, why don't you start off with one of the the couple we're gonna get
1: into today. Oh man, I mean I feel like everybody knows what I'm gonna talk about, so I might as well just lay it all on the table. Uh Jordan Nelson released from the Raiders Obviously, a lot of huge talk, and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of gray area. There's either a lot of people who really, really want him back on the Packers and a lot of people who are extremely against it. I don't really see much gray area, but I think everybody knows where my heart lies. I obviously want to see him come back. Um, I think outside of the stats, there are a lot of good reasons to bring him back just because his veteran presence, um, what he brings to the locker room, and what he could do to... Help the younger receivers learn but it sounds like out of the list of teams that are interested the Packers have not been listed yet he is visiting with the Seahawks on Tuesday which will be today the day everyone's listening to this podcast I think Patriots are interested Titans were one of the teams that were interested Raiders are still interested even though they just released him so even though everybody thinks he's an aging wide receiver there's still a lot of interest For him, And I think the Seahawks were actually one of the teams that was interested a year ago when he was available.
0: I think you're right. Um, John Schneider, obviously the GM, has some Packers ties. Huge Jordy Nelson fan. Another team, Janelle, I saw on the list was the Chiefs. And that might be just thrown on there very willy-nilly because of the status with Tyreek Hill, which we won't get into. But um, his career is in jeopardy, so obviously Jordy Nelson would fit a role there for them. But I think Seahawks are... I mean, very likely Titans getting Adam Humphreys doesn't seem like they'll go out and maybe get – I mean, maybe they'll get another receiver. I know they'd always – they the Titans in me always have, like, a bunch of B-minus receivers that you never really know. It's just, like, four or five guys that you could just plug and play. I, I don't see them doing it. Seahawks really seem like the one to me. Um, Patriots really like white receivers, so maybe they'll go out and get <laughs> Jordy Nelson. He fits that bill.
1: Yeah, I mean – I I might have to cheer for the Patriots if that happens. And I, I will follow... If you go to the Seahawks? Did you cheer for the Seahawks? I would have to. I will follow Jordy oh, Nelson yeah. anywhere. That's Ugh. I know. It, it hurts. That's why I was okay when he went to the Raiders. But Jordy is my guy, and I will follow him, and I'll support him wherever he goes. I know. As long as it's I'm not to the Vikings. That.
0: that would be tough.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I already got a lot of those text messages about what if he came to the Vikings. I'm like... Guys, don't be like that. You know that's not going to happen. <laughs> I've had nightmares about that before, but
0: yeah, they don't have much money to play with right now in Minneapolis, so I think they're they're going to kind of sit on their hands and wait till the draft comes. Uh, next order of business, I guess, we're sticking to free agency um, and receivers that are no longer with the Packers would be Randall Cobb. Uh, Randall Cobb is actually was visiting the Cowboys. Yesterday, so on Monday, today when we're recording, um, visited the Cowboys. They need a slot receiver. Cole Beasley isn't there anymore after he signed his um, his deal to the Bills. It kind of makes sense to, for you know Dak Prescott to have a guy like Randall Cobb to be able to throw the ball to. Um, you know, you got Cooper spreading the field. Michael Gallup as well. You know, coming into his second year, he made some strides at late, late in the year for Dallas. I could see Cobb filling a void for them. I, you know, they need a they they need pass catchers there in Dallas. Outside of that, I really didn't see any other news where Randall Cobb was interested in, or teams were bringing him in for visits.
1: Yeah, this is this um, is kind of like the first news that we're hearing on Randall Cobb since yeah. all the free agency stuff. It's kind of been one of those things where we're just patiently waiting to see what happens because. Similar to Jordy, he's kind of a. It makes sense why you would get rid of him, but he's he's one of those players that makes you kind of hate the business side for of things
0: for sure. For sure. So it just, it, I'm getting flashbacks to last year around this time when Jordy was released, and then two days later, Raiders snatched him up. I'm just it's kind of flashbacks. It's not as I don't feel like Randall Cobb was obviously as productive as Jordy was for the last two three years. You know, before he left and went to a different team, but yeah, it's like you said, it's it's the business. Um, Kind of some of the money Randall would be looking at is I was on that spot rack, which I know Janelle, you and I like as a website to check out contracts. Um, He's looking at about just under 8 million a year, probably like a two-year contract for about 16. Um, Just to put in perspective, uh, I mentioned Cole Beasley who had signed um, with the Buffalo bills going to be getting the ball thrown from Josh Allen. He signed for a four year, $29 million contract playing slot receiver. Uh, Adam Humphreys, who I had also mentioned signed with the Tennessee Titans I uh, don't know if Tannehill or Mariota or whoever will be throwing the ball at this point, but he signed for a four-year, thirty-six million dollar contract, and Jamison Crowder went to the Jets for a three-year, twenty-eight and a half million dollar contract. So you're looking between you know seven and nine million for Randall Cobb. Do I think he's worth that money? Probably not. Maybe that's why he's still unsigned. Janelle and these other gentlemen already have got paid and found a new house and you know getting their getting settled in so we'll see what happens to randy uh you know like you said it's part of the business do we think randall cobb ends up as a packer for a cheap deal is that a possibility
1: um i think like it's really hard to say kind of right now the packers they they had their one big day and then they've been relatively quiet um in-house they had what was it one one visit today um yeah in and out Pretty quickly.
0: Curtis, Curtis Riley. Uh, safety from the Giants and the Titans. Um, like I said, Janelle, before we started recording, he was just here to check out the the late winter weather for the Packers, and he was here <laughs> and gone. Uh, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel tweeted out or posted that he had visited and left without signing a contract, and they said more than likely he would not sign. Um, so just to you know, spring off that, like you said, Janelle, two things. One – Andy Herman in episode 236 yesterday broke down the contracts of the four free agents in Smith, Smith, Turner, and Amos phenomenally. Um, Some of it I had to go back and rewind because I'm like, wait, that that doesn't make sense. He's talking about front-ended contracts or not front-ended contracts, kind of the money the Packers have in play. So um, definitely go ahead and check that out. And then to your point, Janelle, just about, you know, free agency and what the Packers are doing you know they lose another another piece on the other side of the ball uh two of them actually you know they brought in Curtis Riley for a reason they wanted to take a look to see you know he's a physical um safety uh able to come up you know and play the run uh, I was watching a couple highlights he had he had a real super easy pick against Mark Sanchez which was a dumb pass um when Mark Sanchez was on the Redskins this year so they obviously saw a reason, and the reason was, Janelle, was because, like I said, two guys left on the other side of the ball, that being Kentrell Bryce to the Bucks for a one-year deal and Bashad Breeland signed to the Chiefs for a one-year $5 million deal. Janelle, you can pick either one of these guys, whoever you want to start with, but what does that do to the Packers' secondary as we sit here middle of March?
1: Yeah, so I guess uh... – We'll go in order of things. Uh Breland was the first one to go. We got the news of him yep. first. Um this one this one kinda surprised me, in all honesty. I I was expecting him to re sign with the Packers. I thought that he he had he had an uphill year. He he started out pretty rough. He he didn't mm-hmm. play every game this year with the Packers, but his first couple games, I was like, okay, who is this guy? Get him off the field. And then all of a sudden, I was like, okay, he's really getting the hang of it. Like, I really like what I'm seeing from him. He's worked through his um, his mistakes, and I thought he was really starting to figure things out. And there was a lot of talk about um, people on Twitter, a lot of people saying, we want Breland back. We want him back. Like, everybody wanted to see him back. And then as quick as that mm-hmm. happened, he was gone. So I think, um, especially with a team like the Chiefs picking him up, I think it shows that he he did develop value in his game.
0: For sure, for sure. I, I, think, I think it he,
1: does hurt then. If a te- if yeah, a team like that, if a team like that who um damn near, excuse my language, beat the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl, yeah. um if they want a player like that, then I think that shows extreme value in who the for Packers sure. developed this year.
0: Right. I mean they are missing some cornerbacks. Let's not, you know, let's not get that twisted. I think Steven Nelson yeah. went to the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Eric Berry sitting out there who actually had a visit also with Randall Cobb in Dallas today. So they needed cornerbacks, but five million dollars, like wow, that's so i you know, I saw some stuff on Twitter like maybe maybe Goody in the front office, like, hey, you know, we're gonna develop Josh Jackson, Josh Jones, Tony Brown. Who I really, really love Jair Alexander. You know, we don't want to have a guy like Breland kind of limiting the role and the uh, you know the potential um, of these young cornerbacks we've drafted in the last two, three years. And then to the point, like you know, Breland was productive. Janelle, you know, there there was some growing pains as you had mentioned. They don't really need him as a veteran presence with Tremon Williams there mm-hmm. if he's still going to be on the team. Uh, You know, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later here, but yes, there is value with Breland. I just wish the value would have stuck with the Packers, but clearly they think, you know, Tony Brown can be the fourth corner. You know, you work your way up from that. You got Josh Jackson, um, you got Jair Alexander, Kevin King kind of fits in up in that top three spot. So you look at that core and like, holy cow, that is super, super young. I mean.
1: Yeah. And Breland's not really that old either. I think this no, was his he, fifth year, so, yeah. Like if he's considered, like, the old veteran of the squad in his fifth season, then I think that's saying something about the age of the Packers.
0: 100%. Absolutely. Um, you know, you put that in perspective. Let's go just right down the line again, you know, with Kentrell Bryce. Like I said, one-year deal to the Bucks. I wasn't too upset with that one, um, especially with getting Adrian Amos last week. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not that – Harsh of a, you know, something to swallow. I, I guess it's really not the same with Breland, but I look at Amos as like, okay, we know what we're going to get from smash. He's going to come in and do what he does, blow up guys over the middle, cover deep, maybe get a forced fumble or a pick, you know, a turnover here and there. But um, Bryce, it I liked him. He's, he's a hard-hitting dude. You know, had that ankle injury out throughout the whole year that just nagged him somewhat of a liability in coverage and tackling um you know he likes to blow guys up but doesn't really have the form tackle to do so he you know just trying to make a huge highlight play a top 10 sports center nominee and you know he goes to the bucks couldn't figure out what the contract was but you know does does that hurt the Packers secondary at all do you see at this point
1: um I think it would have caught me more off guard had they not just signed Amos to the squad I think bringing him in um, doesn't cause issues with losing Bryce. I almost think that Am- I- Amos is, like, the better pick of the two. So I don't think that Bryce will be missed in the value of, like, talent in the defensive backfield. I think that they almost took things a step up from him. So, yes, Bryce Bryce was good, but I think Amos will be better.
0: I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, it stinks to see Bryce go cuz he was a fun guy to watch. Yeah, I mean, uh,
1: he he was a hard hitter, but he also kind of there was plays where he would hit hard and it would take himself out of the play too. Where for you, sure. look at, yeah. you look at you look at you look at Smash. A good point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like hitting somebody is one thing, but not being able to stay in the game afterwards and then bringing Smash in somebody who who also hits hard hence the name. But he doesn't take himself out of the game by doing so. I think that's very important, especially with such an injury-prone squad that the Packers have.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, <laughs> there's yeah. many, many games where it's like second or third down, and Kendrell Bryce comes up here, like, dang, like he knocked that guy on his butt, like he caught the ball or you know got the receiver down right away, or you know guy running on the edge um, as a running back and he knocks him down, and you're looking at him maybe on the following drive or on that you know, that huge crucial third down after it. And he's not on the field because he's getting, hes you know, he's in the blue tent yeah. getting treated <laughs> to. And you're like, is he going to play the rest of the game? And he's just, there's a couple of those licks, man. It's like, holy cow, you are just, you're an absolute maniac.
1: Yeah. He, I mean, it's one thing to put your body out on the line, but like we need that body out there all the time. <laughs> so for
0: sure, for sure. Um, so I think we can both agree Breland's a little bit more significant than Bryce. Yeah. Um, let's transition just briefly, Janelle. Look at you know Adrian Amos's contract at four year thirty six million, and then Tremon Williams who is set um, to make about six point four this year. He's thirty six years old in Tremon Williams. I don't know when he turns thirty seven, but if they if the Packers cut him before I believe it's June sixth or trade him or whatever. Um, they get $3.7 back to the cap. Very, very direct question, Janelle. Do the Packers need to keep Tremont Williams on the roster?
1: This is, a, this is a tough one because I'm trying to think of, like, who the veterans are back there. I think if they would have kept Burnett, then I would say Williams isn't as necessary because you have that veteran. But Devon House, like, I'd, I would rather get rid of Devon House. I think he's a free agent right now, so um, don't bring him back for that veteran presence. But I think just sometimes you just need that old guy who's been in the game a yeah. long time to really teach you and help you learn and understand the game because the transition, like, it can be hard, and Williams has been in this game for a long time. He's been on the big stage. He's won it. Um he he's played with some great guys. He played with Charles Woodson, so I think he grew up with a really great squad. And I think just having that old man mentality, where he he doesn't always need to be on the field, but more so like a player coach kind of thing.
0: For sure, for sure, you need you need one of those OGs in the locker room just to you know have a guy you know, like yeah,
1: be like a defensive uh, leader J-R-L-X- out there.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, you know, I was super jacked last year when, in the preseason, was it the first play, one of the first plays of the preseason? If I think it was the first one. Tremont Williams gets the pick six for a touchdown. I'm like, wow, that's what we're going to get out of Tremont this year, like coming back to the Packers. Mm-hmm. And that was the best play I saw all year. I mean, maybe I missed something along the way, you know, for a bathroom break or going to get another beer out of the fridge. But I didn't see a lot from Tremont Williams and – you know, being 36, 37 years old—that's all I get you're afraid. Really for. Like
1: something's gonna break every time he hits somebody. Yeah,
0: definitely. I, th- I think he takes care of his body pretty. I mean, he has to. You have obviously, to, obviously, at being that age. But I just—you know—is it—is it worth having that money? I'm just looking. You know,
1: yeah. Just the thing, like, like-
0: so Breland Breland signs for five million, and you're keeping Tremont Williams. You know, you could get rid of him and save almost four million dollars, and you almost were able to sign Breland. It's just. You know, it's kind of all hypothetical, but...
1: Yeah, you know. and it's like, you think about Goot, and, okay, he got rid of Jordy because he thought he was getting old. And Jordy's, like, early 30s, and then you look at Williams, you're like, wow, he's, like, getting into his late 30s, and he's a he's a cornerback. So you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where where is the difference between, like age, like, where where's the, the line? The
0: injuries. Yeah. The difference is injuries. I mean, Jordy had those knee injuries, and Tremont's really never had anything significant that I can remember. Unless so it was, you know, some soft tissue stuff here and there. But, but yeah, we're, like you said, sorry to cut you off, but Very good. Yeah, where do you draw the line? Yeah. Where do you draw the line? Like,
1: what, what, what is the difference between, like, the age and the talent and, like, the money, kind of this big triangle of stuff that you got to look at? It's kind of like, what what is the deciding factor in all of it? And I mean yeah. yeah, Williams great veteran presence. Um he's worked with Rogers for a long time prior to coming back. Um the only thing is if you bring Tramon back, please do not put him on special teams to return kickoffs. Please don't do it anymore. <laughs> like that's all I ask if he comes back. I can't I can't watch it. In what,
0: it. <laughs> in what uni- like, yeah, like in what universe is Ron Zook like, hmm. Who could I put back to return Let's put this the old ball. guy back
1: there to get pile drive by all these young hitters. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh crazy, my gosh. I, crazy. that Well, Good Things Look is gone then, but like, I Thankfully. I couldn't keep watching that. It's like, why are we putting this guy back there? Like,
0: Doesn't make sense. No. He's,
1: That's the only uh, thing. If you bring could, Williams back, I don't want to see him on special teams ever again.
0: No, not at all. going to uh, break a hip a if he gets hit. I hope not. I put out a poll on Twitter a couple days ago. I just wanted to kind of gauge after the dust settled, Janelle, from the four free agency additions. Um, You know, three defense, one offensive line. I just really want to see what people are thinking. I actually got about 200 votes on it. Um, I put out, you know, what position do you want the Packers to address in free agency still? Uh, I went secondary, so cornerback slash safety, linebackers, offensive linebackers slash inside linebackers. Uh, Next one was defensive line, so D-tackle slash D-end. And the final one was an offensive weapon, running back receiver, tight end. Um, I wasn't overly surprised with the defensive line. I think there was maybe one or two votes for that looking at the percentage. And I think that's fair. I mean, Packers are solid across the board there. I think they have really good depth. Yeah,
1: you have Daniels, Wilkerson, Clark. Like Those three alone, as long as they stay healthy, are pretty scary. Mm -hmm. Plus, you add our new edge rushers with the Smiths. Like, for sure. And Blake sure. Martinez, I mean, Dean, who's Dean Lowry. coming off a great year. Yeah.
0: There's tons of guys. Dean Lowry, Montrevious Adams. Um, so that was that one I wasn't shocked about. But the next one, I was surprised there wasn't a lot of separation. Um, the highest one was secondary with quarterback and safety um, at 35%. And mind you, this is actually before uh, Breland is signed to the Chiefs and Bryce is signed to the Bucks. I'm assuming if this poll would have ran a couple more days – I think it's got maybe one, maybe about twenty-four hours left in it. That might even creep up. um, Well, after we record this, Uh, next on the list is uh, offensive weapon, so running back, receiver, tight end. As I said, at thirty-two percent, and then linebackers uh, was this, I guess, the third uh, most voted on at twenty-eight percent. Uh, Janelle, out of those four that I mentioned, you have one in mind as far as a position you'd like to see or any players out there right now that you'd like the Packers to go after? Maybe we'll just not even consider money. Um, Is there anyone you're seeing or any position the Packers need to address?
1: I mean, outside of my favoritism with wanting Jordy back, I I still like the idea of chasing the secondary in free agency rather than draft and develop. I think yep. um, maybe getting like those edge rushers and the O linemen and the tight ends, receivers, running backs in the draft, and then in free agency still attack the secondary because we we keep getting these young guys and they it's harder for them to really get the get the flow of the transition of uh, college to NFL. So I think I'd rather have. Definitely veteran players back there maybe not 36 years old like Williams but maybe like right. in the 25 26 age range where they've had a lot of good experience they've learned the game um, somebody who's not injury prone there's not anyone in particular that comes to mind um, yeah but yeah that's that's my mentality is let's stop drafting early on let's stop drafting secondary players and start attacking those guys in free agency like we did with Amos because I was really happy to see that I really like the. Idea. I was too. Yeah, because I, was I, uh, I was all about getting Landon Collins for a while there, and then he was out the door. Uh, he signed with the Redskins, so I was disappointed in that. Um. Yeah. And then yeah, signing. No, April, I, I mean like, I. You, yeah. You're right.
0: You're, you're right with where you're talking about secondary guys. Now let's flash back though, Janelle. Four years ago, five years ago, where every Packer fan was slamming their fists, saying, "Hey." Go out and get a first-round cornerback. Go out and get a first-round safety. And they did that, you know, with HaHa Clinton-Dix, Kevin King, Jair Alexander, getting Josh Jones in the second round. These guys that it's like, okay, you know, we had to add that. But I think we're to the point. What you're saying is I think we're good. Like, we don't need to really go undress. You can get a starter – but I don't I think we're at the point where it's like, okay, let's develop these few guys. Let's see if Kevin King can play a full sixteen games. Let's see if Jair Alexander doesn't have a sophomore sump.
1: Yeah. Josh I, Jones a lot of that issue. You're kind too. of in the bubble, dude. Yeah. Like, I think it took a lot of years too to find that Alexander. I don't wanna to have to go another three drafts until we find another one. I think let's find one in free agency and not waste yeah. a draft pick on somebody that we hope can live up to the name let's find somebody who's already created a name for themselves
0: sure and uh just to go off that so zach jacobson tweeted a couple names earlier in the day one of our teammates on the pack a day podcast a couple names i liked on the list was rashard rashawn melvin uh played cornerback most recently for the raiders big long cornerback um very fast got good footwork He's been on a lot of different teams, though. I want to say it was like five or six different teams, all like one- or two-year deals. I remember him with the Colts at one point, too. Um, I like him. I, he's he's decent. Uh, Mike Hilton's not a bad guy. I think they were actually teammates at one point with the Colts. Uh, ben Ben Wickery's on this list. Uh, Nevin Lawson. Brent Grimes, who I know is getting up there in age. Morris Claiborne, a true blue-collar bump-and-run corner. I don't know if that really fits. Uh, Mike Pettins defense, but uh, Sam Shields is on the list yet. See him on there. Uh, outside of that, you know, Devon House is still a free agent. They could maybe bring him back, as you mentioned earlier, Janelle. There's some guys in here that I don't really see. I don't see a lot. Of, you know, it doesn't really seem like it would be improving on what we have. It would as far as age-wise, you know, if you're going to get rid of Tremont Williams or even bring someone in that would step in Tremont's role, and Tremont maybe takes a step back to that, that sixth spot. I, I, would, I would say right now if I had to pick someone as Rashad Melvin, that's the guy I want the Packers to go after. I don't know what type of money he's looking at, but I, I can't imagine the market would be huge for him. And I would guarantee you if you release Tremont Williams and save that $3.75 million, put it in the bank, you would probably have a little bit left over after shining, signing Rashad Melvin because I doubt you're going to give him more than that. And you're probably not going to give him more than a one year deal, so I would kick the tires on him and at least bring him in. Spring is in two days. Let him come check out the the Green Bay spring weather.
1: True, very true. Big difference.
0: Uh, big difference. Make sure he brings uh, his let's... boat
1: because he's going to need it to get around. <laughs> oh,
0: gosh, did you did you were you affected by any of that flooding when you were in Green Bay, or were you gone for a couple days?
1: Um, no, definitely affected. Uh, I think that by my apartment, we've developed a mini great lakes within pot nice. like with potholes filled with water so oh yeah so there's
0: there's some good uh there's some good um i don't know what the fishing term is but like some fish are kind of sitting in those deep holes probably yeah really exactly i have i ways. have
1: a new pool um i have my fishing okay. hole and yeah i have all i need yeah, right I, there i can go crazy. boating um, i can go jet skiing i can do whatever i want because the potholes are just so big
0: you just got to get, get a boat and a jet ski though.
1: exactly <laughs> that yeah uh that's that's what i'm yeah, missing
0: right no i i personally didn't really get affected by it uh, uh there's a couple guys i worked with that you know had some issues getting into work i know right off 172 in green bay um green isle park i played softball there a number of years it is was completely i mean flooded by about three or four feet of water so wild uh, i've if Rashad, if Rashawn Melvin is listening, um, Janelle and I will find you a canoe if you do want to come to Green Bay. I think it's a little, you know, subsided, but in case we get more water, I uh, will take care of you, Mister Melvin.
1: Yep, I I do I wanna... work at Cabela's. I can hook you up with a kayak. So
0: there it is. Yep. There it is. Little plug. Little plug.
1: Yep. I got you guys covered. Uh, there is.
0: There's another question I want to bring up. So uh, Curtis, uh, someone that listens to the podcast frequently, uh, Curtis. Polishinski, clearly a Polish person, and his at, or his handle, if you will, is at KS Polish, so running with that narrative. Uh, his question, Janelle, I'll let you answer it. Um, I already answered it on Twitter. I'll just kind of reiterate what I said, but he goes, um, here's a question for you. Last year, the Packers tried to sign Kyle Fuller. We were unsuccessful, but one of the storylines was that we made Chicago's cap situation a bit tighter by foistering their hand with the contract. Did that play out this year helping us get Adrian Amos? Has that really handicapped them at all? It does seem from the outside that they have to d- do have little room to maneuver, which lead them to lose Amos. Thanks, Curtis. What are your thoughts on that, Janelle? I did a little research on my own, so I'll fill you in the cracks if there's some numbers you're missing.
1: Yeah, um, I'm trying to think a little bit. I think, like, I like, you, I, can, I, guess, I can see yeah. how, like, a contract like that can affect um, another one of their players, and I think it might have, in a way, given Amos, like, a little bit of a kick out the door, kind of opened the door for him, because obviously sure. it's a business. Money is always a factor in it. Um, I think maybe... We don't really know uh, if those conversations that happen between GM and player um, or personnel or anything like that. Uh, I could see, um, yeah, it's it's really tough to say without me having the numbers right in front of me. Yeah, if you so want to I'll, plug I'll, those,
0: I don't. Really, I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but no, so you're good. Good. Fuller, Fuller's deal was like a four-year deal. Um, last year in 2018, it's like 6.5 million dollars, which seems fairly cheap this next three years janelle 2019 he goes to 13.5 million 2020 is 17 and a half million and 2021 is 18 and a half million there's no way kyle fuller fuller is going to get paid he'll get paid 13 and a half million this year i would bet but what's going to happen is janelle in 2020 and 2021 he's either going to get cut if he's not playing up to you know that money, I mean that's a lot of chunk of change for a cornerback.
1: Yeah, he's going to have to earn that money.
0: He's got to earn that money, and Mitchell Trubisky is going to get paid. We know how the cor- quarterback position gets paid in the NFL. He's going to have to take a pay cut to help his buddy number ten on the other side of the ball. Um, and they have Khalil Mack. I don't know what his contract is like. I, you know, I think they. I don't remember what they signed him to. I should have that in front of me as well. Bringing this up, but. um I don't. To answer Curtis's question, I think it was a little bit of gamesmanship, is what I, I said. I said, you know, thanks for the question, Curtis. Thanks for listening. I think it was a little gamesmanship between Chicago and Green Bay. Um, you know, the Packers brought him in for this. They had this amount out there. Oh, Chicago matches that and then added a little bit, you know, something something on top to get him to Chicago. Um, I do think also, uh, like you said, Adrian Amos was one of those players that you know, hey, you can you can walk. Uh, we'll, we'll figure things out because they do have this guy by the name of Eddie Jackson, Janelle. I'm a big fan of Eddie Jackson. He broke, uh, I believe he hurt his leg uh, last year at the end of the season. Big fan of him. I think fourth round pick from Bama about two years ago. He He's, he's a playmaker. Uh, can play safety, can play up in the box, can kind of line up at nickel back. Um, he's their future starting, one of their starting safeties in my mind. So they kind of saw him and saw... You know the leaps he's made throughout his you know short time with the Bears in that defense, and they're like, all right, Amos, like you can go test the market if you come back, you come back. If not, you don't. And you know, it's it's I guess it's a it's two it's a couple things. It's you know it's what Trubisky's going to need to get paid. He's obviously you know going to be coming to his third year. I would think after last year, Janelle, he would make another big step um, in his skill set and you know as a leader for that football team. Uh, the other one is obviously, like I said, Eddie Jackson, they got great value out of Eddie Jackson and he's going to be there. I think cornerstone for a while. Um, and it's not like they drafted A Ad- or it's, I don't think they drafted Adrian Amos. So it doesn't really, you know, it, they they're able to get rid of him. So uh, I appreciate the question, Curtis. Great question. Uh, I know he actually listened to the podcast, I think two weeks ago, Janelle, and actually commented on it. Um, on on the post that you guys will actually probably clicked on to uh to listen to the podcast today so the final two things janelle unless you have something you want to throw in uh real quickly uh the first one though is uh clay matthews janelle randall cobb's getting rumored jordy nelson's getting rumored Any idea you think where Randall Cobb will go, or excuse me, any idea where you think uh, Clay Matthews, number 52, will go at this point?
1: I have not heard a single thing about Matthews. I haven't heard any, no rumors, nothing. Like, the only thing I'm hearing is the same question you're asking, like, what's going on with Clay Matthews? And I actually did um, on my post about Jordy and how he was kind of the player that made me love football. I had... A handful of people say like that's what Clay Matthews is to me. So I know that there's a lot of people that are really hoping he stays just because of the love of the game like that he brought to them, brought to the fans. But sure, like sure. not a
0: lot of interest. I'm not no, I'm I mean, not hearing
1: anything from other teams, any sources, uh nothing from the Packers, no rumors, nothing. I'm not hearing a no. single thing. And I, it it makes me nervous when it's camp, quiet like yeah. that.
0: Yeah. The only small tidbit I saw was maybe the Rams. I know Mark Barron's gone. Um, maybe they need someone that can play outside and inside linebacker. Mark Barron, obviously being an inside backer, we'll see what happens with Clay. Maybe he comes back, adds depth to that outside edge. That would be quite the tandem with Smith, Smith, Matthews, Fackerel, and yeah, whatever else you want.
1: Matthews
0: throughout there doesn't
1: have like the worst numbers. Um, I think he's definitely no. better when the man on the other side is healthy. When him and Perry were both healthy. They were doing really well, but then when injuries affect one of them, then the other kind of falls. So, I think if you bring Matthews back for for cheap, and as long as whoever's on the other side of him is applying good pressure, because the thing is, like one or they have to cover one or the other. Like they they focus more on one side, and then the other kind of breaks free a little bit more. And that was the thing with Matthews and Perry is they'd put a little bit more side on Matthews and then Perry would get through or vice versa. So I think a lot of it just had to do with the health and who was on the other side of him. And if that person was um, drawing any pressure to kind of open up a window for him.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. That's, that's well said. Um, last thing. Uh, well, I guess there's three things I got to get to. Uh, Mercedes Lewis, Janelle, we wouldn't, be a Packers news outlet if we didn't discuss at least a signing for the Packers or a re-signing. Uh, the 35-year-old tight end uh, signs a one-year, $1.05 million contract with the Packers, uh, re-signs, I guess, with them, um, officially signed today. I know he was kind of rumored to have signing um, last week, um, kind of solidifying that blocking tight end that Matt LaFleur needs in his offense, as we've seen over his tenure in the NFL as an offensive mind. Um We didn't see a lot of plays from Mercedes Lewis last year um, that were, you know, high impact. There was a few of them sprinkled in, I remember, you know, a catch here or there. Maybe I think he had a deep, you know, 40-yard bomb from Rodgers at one point in the year. But, you know, bringing him back. He
1: really didn't do much with them. Um, Like, numbers-wise, you look at it and you're like, okay, he had three receptions for 39 yards. Like, they really want to bring that guy back. Like, if you just look at the numbers – you kind of question it, but I think, like, Rodgers is a tight end guy, too. Aside from Jordy, some of his favorite targets have been tight ends. So, with Lewis and Graham, um, and again, they need a blocker down the field without Jordy. They didn't have much of that last year. Having someone like Randall Cobb, who was 5'10", trying to block down the field doesn't work as well. Well, you get Mercedes Lewis, who's 6'6", and uh, 260, he he can be just a big body down the field as well as a big sure. as well as a big target. I mean, he's 13 years
0: he's 13
1: years you in the league, but he knows what he's doing. No
0: Robert Ta- no Robert Tanyan love. Andy Herman has been not happy with you
1: I I do not have a single problem with Robert <laughs> Tanyan. He he caught the bomb against the Seahawks, so
0: yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, he's been on my radar since he hit that uh that home run in the charity for softball sure. game. That's where he got under my radar. But yeah, he's somebody that's gonna have to develop into a role. Mercedes Lewis in thirteen seasons, I think he kinda knows his place in this league. Um the Packers obviously have something in mind for him. So I think yeah, just having that big physical presence down the field that can help someone like Adams get a couple extra yards to a first down. Those are I I love the downfield blocking. I'm all about it. Like that's something I really Aaron Jones. Yeah, I that's something I really love to focus on. I love the players who can beat the ball runner down the field to put a big block on someone to get them the extra yards. It's just that extra work ethic that I really like. So I hope Mercedes Lewis in his uh, contract. I hope he can do that in this next season for the Packers.
0: For sure, for sure. Anything else you need to throw in today, Janelle, as we're recording the 237th consecutive Pack-A-Day podcast?
1: Not really. I mean, a couple of days ago, if you asked me what we were going to talk about, I had no idea. And then today was a really yeah. busy day, so I think I think great we day. have everything. Great
0: day for packing.
1: Oh, yeah. It's a great Monday uh, going into Tuesday when this episode will be up, so all of a sudden, a really busy week, and I guess... Hopefully a lot more is happening this week. Hopefully we hear more about those players we're kind of on the fence about and we haven't really heard much about. Like Cobb and Matthew is kind of here, what happens with them. Um, but other than that, I think we covered all the bases.
0: I think we're good. I think we're set. Uh, still looking for any Packaday podcast listeners or members to play me in some Madden on Xbox. <laughs> really brushing up my skills. So that's that like, weird time of the year where I can't get outside and, you know, Play softball or bike, or maybe it's just like a. You know, I'm going to take a 45 minutes to do this. But anyone that wants to play, I play an Xbox. Uh, I'll accept any game invites. Um, final question for you, Janelle: Your five twelve upset in your bracket. Do you have one that you're you're riding or dying with?
1: My five twelve. Oh man, I honestly couldn't even tell you like who I picked. I'll and- give
0: you the matchups. I'll give you the matchups if you need. All right, uh, Marquette Murray State. Mississippi State Liberty. Those are the two I kind of like. Uh, the final two on the right side of the bracket. Let me scroll all the way over here. I don't have a paper one in front of me, and I still don't have a paper one in front of me. First off, I like Murray State over Marquette. I think the other five and twelve. That's
1: that's Badgers and uh, Oregon. That's one of them. Badgers
0: <laughs> in Oregon. Yeah, I like Oregon as well. And then Auburn and New Mexico State. I I love Auburns, or I just like what Auburns do. I don't like New Mexico State, so. The other three, I I could see go either way. Any of those three that you you see?
1: Um, Let's see. In my bracket, I have that pulled up. I mm-hmm. didn't pick any of the upsets in that. Whoa. I know. Whoa. Yeah. I, I just, because I wanted to pick the Murray State over Marquette, but I feel like I have to you support to. Marquette. You need to. So I was like, okay, I'm going to pick Marquette, and, of course, I'm going to pick the Badgers um, to make it past the first round. Auburn, for some reason, it was hard for me to pick uh, New Mexico State over Auburn, so I think my closest one I agree. would have to be Liberty over Mississippi State.
0: Going with the Flames, huh? Yep. Okay. That,
1: that's going to be right. my my sleeper team right there.
0: Demetrius uh, Morant, everyone will know who that is by the end of the tournament. Uh, he's the dynamic guard that plays for Murray State. Um, I imagine him and Marcus Howard are going to have a pretty – Fun game this week, going head-to-head against each other in that five twelve 12 matchup. Uh, Janelle, this was episode 237, as I said. Episode 238, because we go in sequential order, will be uh, tomorrow with Nick, Maggie, and Paul. Uh, great trifecta between them. Nick, as I always say, is the outro-intro Don. Uh, before we get to one of his fantastic outros, Janelle, Where can all of the Pack a Day podcast members and listeners find content from Janelle Mackey?
1: Uh, Yep, you can find content from me personally at Big Mac underscore four. Uh, I did just recently put out an article uh, for Pack to the Future about the four signings, which, fun fact, when I was researching for that, I found out that Billy Turner grew up about 10 to 15 minutes away from me. He went to Mountains View High School, uh, he grew up in Shoreview, which is basically the town over from me. So that's pretty cool, uh, that good old Minnesota cool. connection. i uh, probably crossed paths with him at one point, or at least my sister most likely would have. She graduated more around his time, so kind of crazy to think about. Um, yeah, so I got that article out. You can go check it out. It's my first time really... Very nice article. Yeah, I it was my first time kind of analyzing players that I've never really watched before so
0: awesome great uh you can find me on twitter at matt underscore f-r-a underscore um always always ready ready to banter any pack packer news um and i will definitely reply with a good gif or gif whatever <laughs> way you pronounce it uh finally janelle before like i said before we get to one of nick schmidt's dynamic outros. Um, what are the three words we end every pack a day episode with
1: go pack go
0: one kick away from the nfc championship game from the 41 left taskbar. 51 yard field goal attempt snap placement kick to the upright and it is right to yes! it is good and the packers are good.
1: to Green Bay Packers.